Welcome to Dingin' Out, a podcast about wasting time in awesome ways. My name is David, also known around the internet as Sandbox Quint, and on today's episode, we're going to talk the death of Silent Hill, a little bit of Project 1999 and EverQuest Private Server, and just kind of a general overview of what you can expect from this podcast, as this is my very first episode. Today's recording date is Monday, April 27th, 2015. All right, welcome to the show. So on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about exactly what this podcast is going to be. Uh, It's my own personal cast. Some of you may have come over from the Sandbox podcast, which is another cast I do with a couple of buddies of mine. Uh, It's good stuff. And we primarily talk about online sandbox MMORPG games. Um, That's not really what I want to do on this cast. There's a lot of stuff I'm interested in that really doesn't fit into the box of that show. So that's why I have this. Dinging out. A little bit about myself. Been a gamer all my life. I'm into really nerdy things. Uh, That's pretty much what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be more of an audio blog. Um, just my thoughts and opinions on things, whether anyone wants to hear it or not, you know, whatever. This is a, this is a personal journey for me, uh, something I'm doing to try and, uh, be more comfortable, you know, my own speaking and podcasting and just really using this as a tool to learn and grow. So that's it for that. Um, going into the first, uh, topic of this week. So the way we're going to do this is, um, I'm going to have the show in segments. Uh, the first thing I want to do is have the headline of the week. The headline of this week is pretty bad, in my opinion. And not bad in that it's like a, you know, crappy headline. Just that it sucks. Um, Konami has announced that the new Silent Hill game that they were in works with um, collaboration between Hideo Kojima and... Guillermo del Toro has been canceled. I am personally really bummed out about this. Uh, I'm a while back. I don't know if you if you've got a PlayStation Four, you might remember a while back on the PS Store, um, a little little game popped up on there called um, PT. And what PT was? <laughs> it was sort of a preview demo for what turned out to be a a game in the works that was going to be the next Silent Hill game. Um, And it was terrifying. It was ridiculously scary. Uh, And it was was a short, simple little walkthrough. Basically, you walk down a hallway. The whole game consisted of one hallway in a bathroom, I think. So you go into this hallway, and there's all these little weird things that you notice in the kind of creepy radio playing in the background. And, uh, anyways, as you kind of complete what you're meant to do in the hallway, you go through uh, an exit door opens up the end of the hallway. You go through that door, you end up back at the beginning of the hallway. Only this time things are a little bit different. You go through trying to figure out what's different this time by looking at stuff and, you know, you kind of like just basically looking at it. Uh, and then from there, you know, you'd eventually discover what's new, door opens, rinse, repeat, go through, come out. And <laughs> every time you go through this door, it gets a little bit more freaky. 
Just a little bit more. They're just poking you right in the side. Come on. Keep on. Keep it on. You eventually get it to where it looks like you've walked into a doorway to hell. The room's just red and twisted. The hallway's twisted. Just creepy as all hell. Uh, you know, you hear noises. There's weird zombie things at the door. At one point, there's this weird dead fetus thing in a sink and it's crying and there's a creepy scary thing in the mirror and she's like looking at you and there's kind of a little story that goes along with it but eventually it ends up with you um, escaping this house via the front door and you walk out and as you're walking away uh, the camera kind of reveals that your character is um, what's Norman Reedus I think the guy's name is the guy uh, the guy from um Walking Dead. You end up being him. So it's got, it's got starring him. And then it reveals that it's, it's Silent Hill. Uh, and I was just like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Right. And I'll, I'll admit it. I mean, I'm a wuss. I probably, if, if Silent Hill came out, I probably wouldn't have been able to play it through more than 10 minutes into the game. I mean, the whole time we were playing PT, it was me and my, uh, my fiance sitting here and, and I, I made her play it. I, <laughs> I was like, you play. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to keep my eyes covered and just peek through my fingers and try not to get too scared. Because when it comes to that stuff, I'm just a big wuss. But I loved the original Silent Hill game. It's the only one of the series that I played was the first one. And, um, you know, I think the only other creepy game I played before that was the first Resident Evil. I don't remember. I think I played it after Resident I don't remember when it came out, but. It was around the same time, I think. Um, but it was scary, man. Terrifying, terrifying game. And I was really looking forward to this next one, especially because of the fact that it had Guillermo del Toro was tagged as involved in this, uh, in this project. Um, I really love his style and all the movies, the movies that he's done that I've seen. I think it was the orphanage and Pan's Labyrinth and, uh, Hellboy, you know, he's just got a very unique style, and I think it would have lent itself perfectly to a Silent Hill game. But alas, that's not to be. Unfortunately, uh, it's 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 really a bummer. And this whole thing, from what I understand, is just Konami spiraling out of control with with the departure of Hideo Kojima. Um, there's just been all kinds of crazy stuff all over the internet about it. Uh, you know, it's just, <laughs> at first he was off Metal Gear Solid, the, the Metal Gear, the whatever, the part five, I guess is what's coming out. He's off of that. And then the, and the next thing you know, they're, they're taking his name off the credits for the game, even though he worked on it the whole time, which is it's kind of a dick move, in my opinion. Um, give the guy credit, you know, he's the mastermind behind, I guess, the entire Metal Gear franchise. Um so yeah, he he got escorted out of the building. They're taking his name off of everything, and he was one of the head dudes behind this new Silent Hill project. And now, that's gone, and it's over, man. We're never gonna see what could have been between the mastermind of Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro, and it makes me sad. Anyways, that's it for the big headline of this week. This podcast, in case you you, you don't know, it's um it's I'm planning on trying to do like twenty to thirty minute episodes, maybe once a week or once every other week. So moving on, 
next segment of this show is going to be mainly sort of a retrospective of my gameplay for the week of just stuff I've been into. Uh, a lot of the games I'm into, online RPGs, um, I do dabble in some shooters, been playing the hell out of some Grand Theft Auto Online on the PlayStation 4, I mean that game is just ridiculous, it's so much fun. <laughs> I haven't even touched the single player, as soon as I, as soon as I had the ability to access the, the online version of that, that was it, it was done. Only online. I, I don't know what happens in the story. Anything like that. The online is just... It's its so much fun. Um, I think my favorite part about it is you just get together with your buddies and you all jump in a van and just craziness ensues. You just... Well, you know, you always have to think, let's start off... Let's start off robbing this liquor store. Everyone unloads out of the van, you rob the liquor store. Next thing you know... Cops are everywhere. You crash into a gas pump. The whole thing explodes. You're running for your life. Steal a cop car. And you end up in a monster truck running over the guy who you stole it from, who was another player. And, you know, that's basically that game in a nutshell. Anything can happen. I love it. But my main game right now is is kind of a weird one in that I've gone back to EverQuest. But not regular EverQuest. And I want to preface this by saying that I am a, a huge proponent of supporting developers. And, you know, if, if a game, if they want to charge a sub for a game, that's awesome. And I think, you know, if they put the time in to build it, they deserve it. But there's something about Project 1999, which is a private server, fan-made for EverQuest, that is just freaking magical. It captures a snapshot in time of EverQuest that goes back to, well, I guess we're up to about the year 2000. Maybe we're going into 2001, I guess, because right now they're in the first expansion of EverQuest, which is Kunark. And, uh, and then they're about to release Valius, which is the second expansion at the end of May, I think. But the thing that makes this different is that EverQuest now has become a completely different game than the game it was when I was in high school and just completely lost myself into that world. I mean, that was just like... If if you've never played EverQuest, it's just one of those games that's very basic, it's very... Um, it's so simple in design, but for some reason, it just it sucks you in like no other. And so the, the current version of EverQuest on the live servers, on the Daybreak game servers now, um, is... Uh, it's just kind of a big old free-to-play, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's cash shop items everywhere. Um, there's there's uh, mercenaries you can hire, NPC mercenaries to play with you. There's, there's, no, there's not a lot of player connection anymore. And that was, in my opinion, one of the greatest assets to EverQuest was the fact that everything was just so player-driven, whether it be from grouping to... Um, to trading, everything like that was just, that's what made that game special. It's what it made it magical and it was hard. EverQuest was punishing. If you died, it was punishing. Now it's, it's nothing. It's, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, there's no corpse runs. There's no bad XP penalties as far as I remember since the last time I played it. So Project 1999 brings all of this back. Um, you log in and it's the old character models 
It's the old zones, the no revamp zones. Everything is old. The only thing that that's modern is the UI because it's based off of a, a 2004-ish edition of the game, uh, which had a, a modern, more modern UI. And I think that's okay. I'll give it that much because the original UI for EverQuest was just atrocious. It was like you look through this little tiny window on your screen and everything else was UI elements and artwork. And it's just, it wasn't, um, it's not very functional. Uh, so the new UI is good. But with Project 1999, you get in there and you are instantly thrown back to this classic, classic game. Uh, and I feel that this is the best iteration of it. Um, it's just what I fell in love with when I was a kid. Go back there and just to see all the same locations. And you go, there's this place uh, in a zone called the East Common Lands, which is a tunnel. And... In this tunnel, that's where everyone does their trading. Like people, you know, in the original game, there was no, there's no vendors, there's no player vendors, there's no bazaar, there's no, um, there's no auction house. It's players created this area. Like they just basically set up shop and said, okay, we're, we're going to decide as a community that this is where we're going to do our trading. And that's where it's at. You go to East Common Lands now in current EverQuest and it's it's a revamp zone. It looks different and it's dead. There's no one there. It's just a complete ghost town. It's gone. You know, uh, you go in 99 and it is exactly how I remember it as a kid. I mean, there are people everywhere in this tunnel, uh, probably at least a 50 to hundred people in that zone. I don't know what the, how much that zone can hold, but runs well. Uh, and there's just trading going on. I mean, there's community, there's interactivity with everyone. Uh, the other thing that's back is, is grouping, you know, player groups. I, you know, EverQuest is one of those games that is really hard to play solo by yourself. It's not, you know, it's not like World of Warcraft, which basically said, okay, we're going to have grouping in, in these instance dungeon run throughs. Uh, but you can level up by yourself and just play the whole game by yourself and not really have to worry about it. Not EverQuest. Not unless you're a bard, high level bard or druid or necromancer or something that can basically kite mobs and, and, and level solo, which is still very slow. Um, but you know, if you're anything else, you have to group, you got to play together. It's a social experience that is unlike any other game. Um, so you, you know, even at level five, you, you're getting your ass kicked all over the place. So you'll go to East common lands, or one of the lower level zones and you, you'll get in a group at, at a, a camp of monsters. And, and what happens is because it takes so long to level up, I mean, to go from level four to level five in that game takes hours and hours and hours of work. So you're sitting here just killing these same mobs over and over and over again and doing nothing but just chatting with the people in your group. And you actually end up meeting a lot of cool people that way. I mean, that's how, you know, video game friendships are forged like that, you know? And, and the other thing that comes out of that is the community in project 1999 is one of the best video game communities I have ever seen. Um, I would say final fantasy 14 is very good, but there's still a little bit of the brattiness in there. Um, but project 1999, everyone is for the most part, awesome. Like it's one of those games where your character name 
really becomes a, your reputation, you know, when people see you because you've been leveling with these people every single day and you see the same people over and over again for sometimes a couple hours at a time, you're sitting there talking to these people, they know you um, or they know your character. So basically, um, you, you build a reputation for yourself on that server. If you're an asshole and you go ninja looting people or, or you're, you're pulling, you know, groups of mobs to people to try and get them killed, things like that, like, you're gonna get blackballed on that server. People will know you. People, people will not let you group with them. But if you're awesome and everyone's cool, you get invited back to groups, you make friends, um, it's just one of those weird things and I don't I don't know why no game since then has been able to recapture that. Some of the indie games have gotten a little really close. I mean, you know, there's games like Mortal Online which are uh they're 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 very rough around the edges and the and yeah, you're kind of limited to very few characters and they're also very much of a social experience, but I just don't feel like anything has come close to that which EverQuest had. Um, it's it's really kind of a sad thing, being that the game is just so old and so simple that you think that there's that something that they could do. You know, World of Warcraft doesn't have it. Um, while World of Warcraft is a great game and it plays very smooth and all that stuff, there's just it just can't compare to EverQuest. So yeah, I've been playing that, uh, Project 1999, loving it. Um, part of the reason why I went back into Project 1999 was because EverQuest live servers from, uh, Daybreak Studios is actually, they're, they're ramping up to do a new progression server. So what this means is that, um, coming soon, they're going to release a server that goes back to the original version of EverQuest. And then based on how players vote for this content to be released, it's going to get released over time. Um, sort of like how the game was when it launched. Uh, my only issue with this is that I, f I feel like it's going to be, I feel like it's, it's, it's not going to last. I think, I feel like there's going to be too much new EverQuest rubbed off into this because it's, it's Sony or not Sony daybreak doing it. Um, and the other thing is that the people who are voting on these, on these, you know, release time releases and the stuff that they want in these servers are the people who are currently playing the live game. They're not the people, they're not the people who want the classic experience. They're, I mean, maybe they want a, a little bit of it, but they don't want the, the classic experience. Uh, I mean, they've already voted out corpse runs. And if you've never played EverQuest, corpse runs can be the most terrifying thing ever in the world in that game. I'll give you a little example. There's a raid zone called Plane of Fear. It is, in every sense of the word, terrifying. Um, you log, so when you zone into this Plane of Fear, it basically brings a, a just a wave of angry, angry monsters right down on top of you guys at the zone in that want to rip you to shreds, eat you for dinner, and leave your corpses there to rot and you lose everything if your corpse rots. So what would happen is you would have a guild, right? We're going to, you know, our guild's going to raid Plane of Fear. It's going to be awesome. We're going to, we're going to go in there. We're going to get our planar armor. We're going to, we're going to get all geared up. We're going to, we're going to fight Kazakh Thule or I don't even think he was the boss of that. You know, we're going to do all this stuff, right? 
supposedly, you know, it's a really fun, fun zone, but that break in, if, if your guild wiped on that and you didn't get a, a, a cleric or something to, to, well, hell, even in that case, you can't. Uh, if your guild wipes when you, when you, when you break in there, that's it. <laughs> you could potentially lose all of the gear that you have worked for sometimes a year to acquire if you can't get your corpse back. So what would happen is when you guys break into Plane of Fear and you wipe, your corpses are all stuck in the Plane of Fear. Now you have to have a separate set of gear to equip yourself with in the bank because all your gear is left on your corpse. Everything you had is on your corpse. So you have to gear up through whatever you have in your bank. Hopefully it's a pretty damn decent set of backup gear and try to break in again. And if you fail again, then you have two corpses there with just awful, awful, you know, all your gear, two sets of gear. Now you have nothing, right? So what you have to do is essentially hire an Uber guild, you know, someone who's already like got that content on lockdown. You hire them to do the break in to kill all the waves of mobs that just come rushing at you. As soon as you get into the plane of fear, you hire them to kill that stuff for you. And then you go about resurrecting your dead, getting your stuff back, you know, and, and going through the whole process. But in that, in that point, you, you lose rights to that, to that, to that raid for the night. You know, because then basically the Uber guild is going to come in and say, well, you guys failed. It's our turn now. It's we get this zone because in EverQuest, in old EverQuest, raids were contested. There were no instances. It was not like World of Warcraft where you just, you know, we're just going to queue up and we're just going to do our, our raid run for the night. Nope. There was one plane of fear. There was one plane of hate. There was one velks labyrinth there was one kale that you know and all these all these red zones there was one and these bosses would spawn on different timers right so the goal was well some servers had it worked out where if you if you can prove that you were a top tier guild you could kind of work it out with the other couple top tier guilds on the server there was usually only a couple to work out a schedule because there was say four or five raid zones and you, most guilds will raid, you know, a couple nights a week. So you, you would say, okay, this week you guys are going to get these two zones. This week we get these two zones and we're going to trade off every week. You go back and forth, you know? So you had to really prove that you can get in there. And the other thing was, so if, if you had that down and, and it was good, but if you were a new guild coming up, you had to break into that cycle. And most of these guilds had these timers on lock. They're like, okay, we, you know, we, we cleared plane of fear at 2.30 in the morning on a Wednesday night. Uh, we know that it's going to come back up at about eh, 11 o'clock, you know, Wednesday next week or something. I don't remember the exact timers, but that's what it was. So they would all be ready. And, and the rating times for EverQuest were crazy because some stuff had like 11 hour spawns. Like there's a, a raid boss in, um, in a zone called Kedge, which was a completely underwater dungeon. And it was like a maze, three dimensional up, down, forward, back, side, side maze in underwater. Uh, and to get to this boss, Finny, I think it was Finny for short. It was Finnegal something. I don't remember. Um, 
he was on an 11 hour spawn timer. <laughs> so when your guild got a chance to raid Finny, it didn't matter if it was three in the morning. You got the, you got the text message on your phone. You woke up, you were on, you had, you were doing it. You know, if you, if you were part of that raiding scene, like, and while that's, it might sound like, Oh, that's awful. That's awful. I don't know, man. There was something about it that was just so fun. I mean, how fun is it to just queue up and do the same raid over and over again every week for the same gear every week and you do the same mechanics every week when in EverQuest there was five or six different raids and, you know, four, at least four different raids going on at any given time and, and you never knew kind of what, what was going to happen. It was just crazy. And, and also, I mean, they were lit, you know, it wasn't limited to, oh, we get, we're only 25 people. No, man, there was like, I've been on raids where there was like 60 to 80 people. At a time, you know, all fighting and running around and there was no voice chat. We did everything with macros and, and, and chat commands in the game. Like, I don't know. There was just something magical about that time, uh, as hardcore and crazy as it was. Um, it's, it's, it's nice to be back in, into that, that, little uh snapshot in time from everquest i don't know why daybreak is not looking i mean i'm sure they have to be looking at project 1999 because their servers always got a ton of people on it i mean like 1500 people almost all the time 1300 to 1500 people that's like a regular server pop you know it's not like it's not like a private shard of like i don't know Ultima online where, where it's, there's only like 200 people going at any given time, you know, 600 people, something like that. This is like, this is like an actual server population. And Daybreak is just missing the boat, man. There, there is a, a, a group of people who want that classic hardcore experience back. And I, I would imagine that a lot of them would pay for it. I mean, if, if, if if uh, if daybreak came out and they said we're going to do a classic server we're going to do it right we're going to do it traditional we're going to do it the way it should be we're not going to we're not going to incorporate free to play onto it we're not going to incorporate all these weird experience boosts um we're not going to incorporate any of this new defiant armor that ruined everquest is like this standard armor that you get is like way overpowered for leveling up um you know, we're not, you know, we're going to take it to maybe to Luckland, which is the third expansion and, and, and then see how it goes. But we don't, you know, we want to keep it classic for the people who love that era. Um, I would sub to that. I would, you know, if they gave me a pure, clean, classic version of EverQuest for $12 a month, $15 a month, I would pay that sub and I would play it as, you know. I just don't know why they don't. And, and I don't know. I mean, I, I have to think that they're, they're looking at, at P99 and, and thinking they're missing the boat. And maybe that's why they're doing this progression server. But at the same time, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot by, by not incorporating some of these really hardcore elements that, that people, you know, who want to play classic EverQuest love. Uh, you know, like I said, the corpse runs are out, you know, on the, on the progression server. And I also have a feeling that the progression server is going to get real hot for, for the first six months. It's going to be just 
tons of people playing. It's going to be, it's going to be great, right? And they're going to release Kunark, the first expansion, and maybe six months later. And that's going to be great for a while. And then it's going to die off. And then they're going to release Luck, or Valius, which is the third expansion, which was like the pinnacle of EverQuest. Nothing has, there's no better time in EverQuest than, than a high level Valius content. It's just the best. So they'll release that. And that will, that will spark interest again. It'll shoot back up, be really popular again. And then it'll slowly start to dwindle down. Uh, Luckland's going to come out. Then I feel like it's going to dwindle down even more. And then the rest of the expansions are going to come out very shortly after that. And then it's just going to be regular old EverQuest. And I don't know if this is some sort of... I don't know if they're hoping that this will get people back into playing the normal game of regular EverQuest. I just don't know. Um, I don't... I don't... I don't see me sticking to it. Because here's the thing. I don't want to eventually end up there again. I've done that. I've, I'm, I can go play that right now. You know, I don't want to end up in new modern day EverQuest. I want classic. I, I want to, I want to live in that little time frame that, you know, is just full of nostalgia and fun and, and good community and player interactivity and grouping and just danger. Um, that is, that's the best. That's the best EverQuest has ever been. Valius, and there's, it doesn't get better than that. It just gets worse. Um, and I know some people would would argue differently than that, and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. It's all this is all my opinion. You know, that's why I do this. Why I'm doing this podcast is just a way for me to kind of talk about things and give my opinions. But I just I don't know. I don't I don't see that that progression server being really popular. But I'll be there day one. I'm gonna try it out. But I know I'm gonna end up back at Project 1999. And, um, I think for anyone, anyone who's interested in checking out classic EverQuest or, or wanting to get prepared if they want to go back into, uh, back into the progression server when it does come out and give that a shot, you know, roll over on project 99 and, uh, check it out. You know, it's, it's different. It's definitely not, not world of Warcraft, you know? Um, and I don't know if it requires some level of nostalgia. I, I know people who have gone to play it who have never played EverQuest and who thought it was just the ugliest, most atrocious looking game they've ever seen. And they can't get past the graphics and they think it's just grindy and all that stuff. And that's fine. And then I know people who have never played EverQuest who've gone back and logged into project 1999 and are like, where has this been? How did I not, how did I miss this? It's so amazing, you know? Um, so there's, there's my big commercial <laughs> my big commercial for project 1999 um i don't know it's it's unique and i love it uh, you will definitely if if uh, you keep listening to this podcast you're going to be hearing more about that but um that's it for gameplay for this week uh if you you know if, in future episodes you know this is podcast is going to not be about one game this podcast is going to be about whatever I'm into at the time. And, and I'm a hell of a hobby hopper. So <laughs> expect a, a wide variety of things. You know, I, I'm into audio. I love audio books. I would love to talk to some, some authors maybe, you know, uh, for audio books, um, or just, you know, books. Um, I like certain nerdy kind of TV shows. You know, maybe one week we'll talk about daredevil. I'm, I'm going to try to finish that series in a week. Maybe that'll be the next episode. We'll talk some daredevil. Um, you know, and in other games, you know, I'd love to talk more about Grand Theft Auto or Final Fantasy XIV. That's got a big expansion coming out. Um, 
So, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. That's the gist of this show. I'm really excited to kind of have my own podcast, just a way that I can, you know, vent and give my feelings. Uh, that's separate from the from the sandbox, which is great too. You wanna if you like sandbox games, you like PvP games, uh, head over to sandboxpodcast.com. Check that show out. It's uh, something I'm really proud of. Um, it's a good show. Anyways, uh, lastly, before I sign off here for this inaugural episode, um, I do want to incorporate a lot of community into this show. Uh, I want, I want to read your emails. I want to talk to you guys. I want to do all that stuff. So if you have opinions, questions, anything like that, um, you know, feel free to send me email at sandboxquint at gmail.com. Um, I'd be happy to, uh, to respond, to read them on the show. That'll be probably my closing out segment, uh, in the future. And that's it, man. That's a, that's a show. Uh, you can find me on uh, the website is dingingout.com, D-I-N-G-N-O-U-T.com. I am Sandbox Quint on Twitter. And again, the email is sandboxquint at gmail.com. And also, I'm going to be doing a little bit of live streaming. I live stream here and there over on twitch.tv, and that's Sandbox Quint as well. So that's it. That's episode number... Zero, zero, number one, whatever. First episode in the bag. Thanks for listening, and I hope to talk to you guys again really soon. Bye.